Hi, I'm Deborah Hamilton. Welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? Ten years ago, with my iPhone and a script, I recorded the first episode of the Ultimate Pet Resolution Summit, which chatted with experts about conflicts over animals. Our conversations were intimate, honest, and illustrated how disagreements over animals occur and how those disagreements can reshape people's lives and relationships. In November 2019, I started Why Do Pets Matter, a new podcast that continued these informative discussions. I'm so excited to have you here with me, continuing my exploration into a more meaningful conversation about why pets matter to all of us. My guests and I will share ideas, stories, and experiences straight from the heart, unscripted and holistic. From the bravest moments to the most brokenhearted, we will explore how to resolve disagreements over animals differently. One thing I know for sure is I want to have more meaningful conversations that will help all of us unlock that deeply felt human-animal bond that drives the emotions of conflict. Hi everyone, Deborah Hamilton, and today I'm going to speak with Jody Kemlet and Dr. Rob Silver. They are the moving forces behind a new company, Real Mushroom for Pets. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on the internet. This is an open and honest discussion about how to integrate integrative medicine into your pet's life, which includes mushrooms. They are so informative. They are really open and helpful to all of us to understand the benefits of mushrooms for us, as well as our pets, and then how to get them, where to get them, and how to have that conversation with your veterinarian. Let's hear what they have to say now. Hi, it's Deborah Hamilton, and today I'm going to introduce my friends, uh, Joni Kemlet and Dr. Rob Silver, and they are the proprietors of a company called Real Mushroom, and they have so much great information for us as dog owners, cat owners, pet owners in general, so I'm not going to take a lot of time talking about them. I'm going to take some time talking to them, and as you know, we always ask them the first question, so Dr. Rob, I'm going to ask you the question first, and then, Joni, I'm going to ask you the question. Um, why do pets matter to you, Dr. Rob? Well, Deborah. I'm a veterinarian. So yes, pets do matter to me very much. But I think in terms of what I can do to help all those other people out there for whom pets also matter, is if pets matter, then their good health must really matter. And that's my job, is to try to create better health in our pets, either through direct contact through my exam room and through practicing as a veterinarian, which I am now retired from doing, or more likely to be educational, which we're doing here, as well as creating products that can really contribute substantially to longevity and quality of life in our pets. And don't all of us want longevity and quality of life? Okay, Joni, your turn. Why do <laughs> pets matter to you? Yeah, hi, Deborah. So yeah, so uh, gosh, I've, uh, I've been an animal lover since I was a kid. My mom was allergic to dogs and cats. So I always had all I could ever have growing up was hairless animals, snakes and lizards. And, um, you know, uh, I, uh, in my, actually, when I turned 40, I finally followed my dream of becoming a, a veterinary nurse. So I'm a registered veterinary technician and a certified canine rehabilitation practitioner. And I just, you know, like Dr. Silver, 
I have become more and more interested, uh, not only in my own health, but the health of my pets. You know, I went through serious illness and uh, my dog at the time did too. And I recognized the the value of looking at having more tools in the toolbox uh, with, with which to treat them. And so my whole life has now revolves around why pets matter, which is, you know, uh, you know, helping pet parents and, and veterinarians take better care of their patients and their, and their uh, furry family members. So now both of you are working together in a company called Real Mushrooms and Dr. Silver, or Dr. Rob, um, what made you you decide to retire and then really focus almost full-time on helping people in a modality that's a little outside the mainstream? Well, I've really dedicated my professional life to promoting the value of integrative medicine, which is the blending of the best evidence-based diagnostics and therapies we have, the conventional medicine, with good evidence-based complementary and alternative therapies. And so that really is the essence of of what I've been doing for my entire 40-year career. And in the process, I have been helping companies develop products that contain herbs, contain nutrients, contain mushrooms, which contribute to animal health by promoting their vitality and the good health that they have, and in many cases, helping their bodies to overcome the problems that they're dealing with. And this is an educational process because not only do you have to educate the client on the values of these new methodologies, but you also sometimes have to educate the vet nurses or the veterinarians. Well, we think that because veterinarians and, and veterinary nurses really are you know the, the at the ground level of pet care that by educating them about the value of these complementary therapies and about the preventative value and about the you know about the value that their clients the pet the pet parents are looking for these types of therapies because they're so concerned about these four-legged family members living well and living long with them you know so um in my career, I've worked, um, I've been in practice for 40 years, but I've also worked for a variety of different companies um, to develop products that would that veterinarians could use that were complementary in nature. And so in the process over the past 25 years, I spent a lot of time educating veterinarians about this realm of integrative medicine. Recently, one of the companies that I was with for 25 years was sold to a large multinational and let me go, as oftentimes we see that to be the case in our modern corporate economy. So I reached out to a company that I highly respect, Real Mushrooms. They've been around. I know the founder of the company who really founded it 40 years ago, and they've really gained a lot of traction amongst people um, for providing high-quality mushroom extracts to support human health. And I thought, how ideal to work with this company to develop products that would be excellent for pet health as well. So here I am, and that's what I'm doing. So that's the synergy because you were able to apply what you had been doing as a veterinarian in a corporation to this company that is mostly focused on human health in mushroom management, so to speak. And I don't mean that as 
we all know it means, but to really help them incorporate helping in their pets, the people who are theirs pets as well, because it's gotta be a lot of education for both the practitioners and the clients because too much, too little, it's it's a it's a big thing. You're you're absolutely right, Deborah. But I will say that um, one of the reasons that Real Mushrooms started this veterinary line, and you know, I came on board because I so respect Dr. Silver. I was in the supplement industry for over a decade working for another company and I became very enamored with mushrooms and have always respected Dr. Silver's focus on evidence-based medicine, which is very important when you're, when you're in the integrative medicine space. But real mushrooms, they were selling more and more of their mushrooms to pet parents for their pets. And I know, you know, we met, you mentioned it a little bit before this recording started, you know, the, um, for instance, for, uh, for hemangiosarcoma, mushrooms are, which is a, a cancer in, in dogs, mushrooms are often used. And so they were selling more and more of their, quote, human mushroom products to not only veterinarians, but to pet parents. And that kind of is how all of this transpired. Often, I think it's the pet parents that catch on and start looking for these alternatives. And then the corporations and, and even the veterinarians kind of follow along. So I think, I think that's kind of what's been happening. I think it's very brave because veterinarians aren't a group and I, I love all of you very much, but they're not a group that really wants to get into integrative medicine as much as maybe human medicine. Um, yet there's a number of trailblazers like you, Dr. Silver, who are out there saying, no, this really does work. Uh, however, there aren't that many. And I know you're absolutely right, Joni, because when our dog, Phoenix, was diagnosed with hermangiosarcoma, we went to a doctor in New Jersey, Dr. Pope, integrative uh, veterinarian who gave us radiation therapy as well as mushroom therapy, as well as a few other things. And I think the most important thing that I want to bring to the audience here today is, yes, absolutely, let's apply what works for humans on animals, but let's understand in what dosage, how to do it, work with someone who knows this. Uh, don't just give your dog your you know, medication. That's never, ever any good. Uh, but really go to the people who are writing the articles, who are doing the evidence-based research, and maybe even try to be part of some of that research so that you can foster better education going forward. Joni and I recognize how important the veterinarian is to the pet parent. And so we've been focusing a lot of our energies on providing education, going to veterinary conferences where Joni's been speaking and I've been speaking and providing an exhibit to talk to veterinarians face to face about this. And, and really, we've been doing this now just about one year, and the response has been huge. Yeah. I agree with you. I think veterinarians are kind of, a, they're a bit conservative. They don't like to make changes unless there's certain changes are going to be beneficial to the animals. But at the same time, they're also very responsive to consumer interests. And consumer interest is really high in all of these natural supplements to help some of these yucky diseases that our pets now seem to be getting at, at a greater rate. So I think, you know, we're doing the job. We're getting it out there. And the interest is high. We're really being very well rewarded by the response from the veterinarians that we're reaching out to. So it's very rewarding to us. And it's really fun 
when you know when Joni's speaking or I'm speaking, and you can see when you're speaking to the audience of vets, these light bulbs go off on yeah. top. It's like yeah. all of a sudden you get it. Oh, that's what it's for, you know. Yeah. And if I can just add, you know, an important thing that I've noticed over working with veterinarians, teaching them about supplements, nutrition, etc. You know, it's not just, quote, the integrative veterinarians. There's a lot of um, younger veterinarians that are graduating, that are just graduating from school. And there is integrative medicine is starting to creep into some of the veterinary uh, teaching universities, which is great. But what I love is when I get a call from a veterinarian that's maybe been practicing for as long as Dr. Silver here, who has been doing <laughs> conventional medicine, and they have that case that just isn't resolving. I mean, it used to be, 10 years ago, your dog would have a skin condition. You'd go, you'd get an antibiotic. Then, you know, the vet, you wouldn't go to the vet again until their annual or, or whatever. But these days, it seems like the dog gets a skin condition. You give the antibiotic. As soon as two weeks after you finish it, the skin condition comes back. These cases are not getting better. And, you know, why that is, I mean, we have our, you know, our ideas. Is it related to nutrition, environmental toxicity, et cetera? But those veterinarians are getting tired of not being able to fix these patients. And so if somebody maybe out of frustration goes to that integrative vet and that dog suddenly gets better, I love it when that vet then turns around and contacts us and says, what is it? Tell me about it. I want to learn. And yeah. those are the, those, that's where the gold is. That's where the rubber hits the road. Yep. Because if you take the leap and sometimes veterinarians, and I love them very much, all of them, aren't very supportive of you stepping outside their box mm -hmm. because they know. So like you said, this, this veterinarian who's been working as long as Dr. Silver and I have been working, which is since, you know, the stone age, um, <laughs> they, they come aboard and go, wait, you know, I've been working on antibiotics on this dog for years and it never really cleared up long-term. And yet you put them on some supplements and it cleared up long-term because we're thinking sort of outside the box. Let me ask you guys a question, because this is a question that comes up when I speak about conflicts between veterinarians and their staff or their clients about animals. Usually veterinarians get really, and I don't know why, upset if a client comes in with a lot of Dr. Google stuff. So they come in, say, with a lot of integrative um, veterinary medicine information, these evidence-based studies, and sometimes they feel so threatened. How do you, Joni, and you, Dr. Silver, assuage their fear? We're not trying to take their regular practice away. We're actually, I think, wanting to partner with them because you guys really don't want to do the, you know, shots and rabies and blah, blah. You want to really be a partner with them to make sure these head scratching things or these terrible diagnoses like hemangiosarcoma um, can be taken care of in a way that, as you said, uh, helps the animal live well, live long or as long as it can. Dr. Silver, do you want to take that? Yeah, there were a couple of questions in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were. There was one about a veterinarian, you know, not really liking yeah. integrative and then yeah. having to have that conversation and, and it taking offense. And then really, how do you have that conversation? Yeah. Well, the this area of integrative medicine is really pretty new. And although we are getting some pretty good objective, you know, double-blinded placebo-controlled trials in a variety of different species and actually some in veterinary species, um, there's not enough to be 
out there convincing veterinarians. But little by little, we are seeing change. There's a there's a veterinary company that's been spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on studies to show that CBD has an objective value in dogs, for instance. You know. And, you know, we're seeing more and more new veterinary students wanting to become exclusively holistic before they even get out and practice conventional medicine. So there's a whole kind of a hodgepodge of stuff going on out there. And veterinarians, you know, like doctors, we only have so much time to see a patient. We have to kind of run the, the eight minute mile or the 15 minute mile or whatever it is. MDs only see about eight minutes if you're lucky, you know. So, um, so they also have to be aware of that. And, you know, there's always that thing that, you know, just as you're, you think you're explaining it to your client and they go, well, by the way, doc, what about this? They bring out a ream of studies and stuff. And, you know, I mean, it would be nice if I had the time to read all of those. And I want to be open to what my client is suggesting, but I also have to respect the time of my other clients and the, the patient I've got they're being prepped for surgery that I've got to get out pretty soon to work. I mean, there's all these different constraints that are happening at the same time. Plus, you know, there is an emotional thing where the veterinarian feels like they're not being trusted. They're not being respected going to the internet because the butt doesn't have the right answers. He doesn't have the answers the pet parent wants is really more like it. You know, pet parents don't want the vaccinations. They don't want the drugs. They don't want the surgery, even though those might be the very best things to do for that patient's health. So, you know, it's, it's a negotiation. Health is a negotiation and veterinary medicine isn't as insurance driven. It's not as managed care driven. You know, you have to really come up with the money yourself. So the client tends to be more critical about expenses and about things are being done. So it's, you know, it's a challenge to be a veterinarian. And, you know, I love to practice. I love the contact with my patients and, you know, um, touching the animals and, and learning more about the relationship that my clients have with their pets. It's a beautiful to, to, to look at all the varieties of the human-animal bond, but there's a limit. You know, you just only have so much time. As a holistic veterinarian, I used to give an hour for my first appointments and 90 minutes for my cancer appointments. And that oftentimes wasn't enough because there's so much to talk about. So you have to figure out how to make it work in real time, you know? And so that would explain, you know, some of the the pushback that we see when people come into the veterinarians, you know? And and, um, there's so much promotion these days online for all of these magic cures, for all these, you know, these ads that go, you know, are you feeding your dog this? It could kill them, you know, that that really leads you to their website to buy their stuff. I mean, you know, if we're inundated with the stuff and, you know, and the, the pet parent just wants to have a clear voice to, to listen to that they can trust that's you know, transparent and not trying to sell them something. And that's rare to find these days. I know. I love that because that's what I usually teach is just be transparent. Just tell them, listen, I would love to talk to you about all this information. Let's make an appointment and we can talk about it. But right now, Joni's in the waiting room and she has a dog I need yeah. to 
well. And, and I, it's not that I don't want to read all of this, but I want to read it and let's do it three days from now or five days from now or whatever. So that everybody understands that they have information that's valuable. Just we have to time manage as well. Everybody has to time manage, whether it's your doctor. And you're absolutely right. It's such a sad state of affairs that only about 2% of pet parents buy insurance and buy the right insurance for their pets. Sometimes right. they buy you know, maintenance insurance and then God forbid something happens to the pet and it's not covered more than $2,500 and they really didn't know. They didn't have the information they needed because when they come to see you, um, do insurance companies handle and cover um, integrative medicine? And if they don't, um, should they? Absolutely. That would be my opinion. And is there a way to find a, an insurance policy that might help with both traditional veterinary medicine and integrative veterinary medicine? There are a few insurance yeah. policies that will pay for things like acupuncture and yep. supplements, like supplements. All policies, you know, limited as far as how much they do pay, but I think there are a few that are aware of that. And, you know, an integrative exam can be just coded as a regular exam as well. Yeah, no, there's some really good ones out there. I know a couple of pet parents who have gotten almost all their supplements covered, you know, their uh, integrative uh, treatments, uh, their insurance companies that cover rehab. I think the important thing about getting insurance is, you know, whether it got the new puppy or, you know, the rescue dog or whatever, really give thought to what's important to you. How do you want to be treating your pet? Are you going to be more inclined to do integrative medicine? Like if I was to buy insurance, that would be the first thing I'd be looking, looking at, you know, other people want to make sure that it's going to cover the vaccinations or this or that, or orthopedic, if they've got a dog that's might be prone to uh, cruciate tears or something like that. So it's really, <clears throat> I think it's important with insurance to just figure out what's important to you and what, what the type of dog you have and what they might be prone to needing as they go forward. So. And that would come from a great discussion with the veterinarian and what he, he or she sees. And also yep. from if you buy a certain kind of dog um, from a breeder, asking that breeder, whether it be a doodle dog or it be a purebred dog, you know, what have you been seeing in your, in your um, get in, in repeat things? And of course, again, that word, Dr. Silver, transparency and truthfulness, <laughs> because, you know, unless somebody tells you what the dogs are prone to, uh, you don't know. And that's why right. you talk to your vet, because if you have a French bulldog, great dogs, so many unknown issues, usually by people who buy them, I love them, think they're the greatest dogs, you know, but there are things that go on. I mean, all the brachio uh, dogs. Bra Brachiocephalic, yeah. Brachiocephalic dogs have issues. However, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have them, although there are some veterinarians out there who wish they wouldn't, but you know, people are going to have them, but then have an absolute open conversation with your veterinarian. And there probably are some great integrative supplements that help those dogs uh, breathe easier. I don't know if they're mushrooms or there's some other integrative work that can be done to help them have a long life and also, you know, really live healthy and happy. Uh, tell me a little bit more about um, the Real Mushrooms group website. Uh, what has it was started a while ago and was for people? But now it has, I guess, a section, which is great uh, for pet parents to get on and read about the supplements that um, they might want or they might consider. Um, and does it have the ability to talk to someone like you, Joni, or you, Dr. Silver? So um, Real Mushrooms was started seven years ago by the sons 
of the founder who has been cultivating medicinal mushrooms for over 40 years. He's truly a global expert. And so they've been supplying medicinal mushrooms, raw materials to a variety of human companies, primarily in North America, but, in, but elsewhere in the world as well. And so they decided seven years ago they should create, because as much interest in mushrooms for people is increasing, they should increase, make some retail products. Well, they went huge in, in seven years and they've done really well. So um, we know the products are, are very high quality. They're all cultivated with the whole mushrooms in them. And there are some companies these days which are not really growing mushrooms so much as growing their mycelium on a grain base. Now in the cultivation of mushrooms, that's where we start when we're trying to get mushrooms to, to propagate in large amounts is we start by putting, by, by growing the spores uh, into mycelium that then grows on the grain. We then take the mycelium that's growing on that grain and put it on another substrate like dead or dying wood, which is one of the more common substrates for mushrooms to grow on. And then over a period of several months, the mushrooms grow, we harvest them, and then we process them and standardize them. So we know that from one batch to the next, from one bottle to the next, we have the exact same potency for a given mushroom extract. So the problem is, is that these is that not all companies grow mushrooms. Some of them grow this grain on mycelium, and they either don't tell you in terms of transparency that that's what is in their mushroom product, or they label it as a mycelium biomass or mycelium grown on grain with primordia, these things. So they, they, you know, they kind of label it as what it is. The, the active ingredient in mushrooms that everyone looks to, to understand how potent they are, is called a beta-glucan. And it's a type of polysaccharide. And mushrooms and all fungi have beta-glucans because they're important structural elements in their cell wall, but they happen to be amazing immune modulators for mammals and for other animals, even for fish and birds. So the level of beta-glucans in the mushroom is maybe 30 to 40%, let's say on average. The level of beta-glucans in this mycelium grown on grain is usually about two to 3%. But the amount of starch carbohydrates, which many people aren't feeding their dogs grain because they don't want them to get the carbohydrates. They're worried about the possible allergenicity of grain. The, the mycelium grown on grain is over 50% carbohydrates from grain and less than 50% mycelium. And we see the level of, of beta-glucans in the mycelium grown on grain to be less than 5%. So in terms of the potency as regards the beta-glucan content, real mushrooms are way, way potent, uber potent, because they, they, they keep those levels high. Right. And that's the purity and the transparency that you need when you're buying a product that's being diagnosed from a reputable integrative veterinarian. Right. And that's why we call ourselves real mushrooms, because there are these, Not real I mean, there's companies out there, very popular companies that they, they says mushroom on the label and there's no mushroom in there. There's mycelium, which is a part of a fungi, but it's not the mushroom. And just to, to piggyback on what Dr. Silver said, the reason they do this is because it's more efficient to just 
uh, take that mycelium and use it. It takes a long time to grow mushrooms. They're very particular. Sure. They need, you know, they need very, very ideal conditions. So it, you know, it's um, the cost to just, you know, do the uh, kind of harvest the mycelium is a fraction of what it is to actual create them, create the mushrooms, grow the mushrooms. All the tender loving care that it needs yes. to flourish and then be transformed into some medicinal product that is full strength as opposed to, it's sort of like, maybe not the same. Um, when you read the bag and it says um, beef meal as opposed to real beef. So it's sort of not what it's supposed to be. It's, it's a form but it's not the same potency. It probably doesn't have the same uh, healing properties. So to be able to get in touch with people who are making real mushrooms, easy name to remember for the company, that would be the most important thing for listeners here to want to make sure they speak to their veterinarian about, or if they find an integrative uh, veterinarian in their area um, to speak to them about, um, find integrative veterinarians like Dr. Silver on the internet and make sure. And of course, Joni, who's a vet nurse, also a very valuable asset to have in a practice because maybe the veterinarian doesn't know, but I'm sure Joni, when you speak to the vet nurses at conferences, they sometimes, and I don't know how you feel Feel about this, Dr. Silver, but they sometimes can be that nudge. They're uh, the drivers in many cases. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say nudge. <laughs> Uh, they can have the veterinarian take a second look at combining integrative medicine in his practice, maybe not as a practitioner, but in affiliation with one. Well, and it's important to know that pet parents can also buy the mushrooms directly from Real Mushrooms website, realmushrooms.com. And we have a lot of educational materials that Joni and I have been creating to help guide the pet parent if they don't have advice from their veterinarian, as many won't. Yeah. And you probably, if they need to speak to you, you probably, you know, can make an appointment to speak to them. Uh, but also I'm sure you request that uh, if in fact they put their pets on this supplement, you want them to tell their vet. Well, we have a really good social media presence. Yeah. And yes, of course, we would want, we always want people to communicate with their veterinarian. That's essential for absolutely veterinarian to be a partner in their pet's health. You mentioned our social media. We have a Facebook page and there can be discussions there and that can yep. be a pretty helpful way. My time is limited as far as providing direct advice to individual um, customers, but we have a very vibrant support department. That absolutely. Job yeah. of and if they have a question they can't answer, they ask Joni and me, what do we think? What would be the answer? And then they they, they manage that. And that's really important yeah. because you have to be able to ask questions. Um, yeah. And as you said, and I agree, you have to really make sure that uh, if you are assisting people in getting this product for their pet, uh, that the veterinary knows so he doesn't contraindicate something that's not going to go well with you know, mushrooms. So they need to know. We all want what's best for our pet. I love that, that, you know, you said this is the quality and longevity of life is what's key. And mushrooms have been shown mm -hmm. to really support and supplement in a way we haven't really explored fully yet, but obviously Dr. Silver, you and Joni are exploring it now. Absolutely. What three things um, would you say are the most important for a pet parent to uh, look at as they are educating themselves on integrative medicine and possibly adding mushrooms to their pets' lives? Well, I think that, first of all, mushrooms are extremely safe. Most of them are food. 
you know, and there's really the what safety studies have been performed, like let's say on turkey tail in humans or in laboratory animals indicate hugely safe, you know, and as far as interactions with drugs, minimal as far as that, that's really barely something that we need to worry about. I think the best takeaway for the pet parent is that mushrooms are, in addition to being a complete food, they are a polypharmacy of ingredients that will contribute if taken on a daily basis to your pet's immune health, your pet's um, neurologic health, and your pet's emotional health. They are really amazing in what they can do. Mushrooms are not animals. They are not plants. They are their unique kingdom. Fungi, the very special kingdom. They, we share, it said we share, um, mammals share DNA yeah. with, um, with, with, fun, with the fungi kingdom that we actually both fun, fungi, the fungal kingdom and the animal kingdom both came from the same single cell different than the plant kingdom. So they, they really have a strong impact and can be used daily for wellness. And then if we have health issues, we can certainly in, increase dosages or add different mushrooms to that. Joni, I think you want to say something. Too. Well, I was just going to add to in, in answer to your question, in addition to mushrooms, which I completely agree with uh, Dr. Silver. I mean, I think mushrooms are, they're missing, they're missing uh, human, us as humans should be taking mushrooms, incorporating them into our diet or uh, for our pets to give a, it'll give a, a vitality and a vigilance to our immune system. But I think the overriding thing we should be looking at as pet parents is diet. Um, start with diet. What are we feeding our pets? You know, when you were asking the question, like the, you know, the important things when looking at, you know, at pet health, I mean, I think it all begins with diet and then spreads out from there. And like Dr. Silver said, mushrooms are, they're functional foods, you know? So whether you're supplementing with mushrooms and the general rule of thumb is that if a mushroom is safe for a human, it's safe for a pet, um, but you can cook, you know, um, button mushrooms, oyster mushrooms, uh, shiitake, you know, the mushrooms should be cooked. But, you know, experiment with adding them to your pet's bowl is, is also a, a really good way to go. Well, this has been an incredibly informative Why Do Pets Matter? Because they matter on so many levels and using integrative um, health and well-being is key. So I want to repeat what Dr. Silver and Joni said were the three most important things for the takeaway. Listen, mushrooms are safe. Um, they are polypharmaceutical, which means they support our pets and ourselves, uh, our immune health, our neurological health, and our emotional health. And as Joni added at the end, just look at your diet. We all need to look at our diets because they would make us probably a much happier, healthier more immune, especially in this day and age um, person. And then we'll take our pets along with us. I want to thank both of you for being here. This has been wonderful. Um, why don't you let the audience know how they can get in touch with um, real mushrooms. Uh, and then if they need extra assistance, there's great customer service. And then if they need it, they can, you know, have that customer service go up the chain to find you if they have additional questions. Oh, you know, we should have mentioned the fact that we once a month, we do a Facebook live pet Q&A. It's been becoming much and much, much more popular every month. We have more people, more questions. So go if you go to realmushrooms.com and look under pets, there, you know, we we have a lot of educational information there. And Joni, how do we get information out? How do we on the Facebook 
page, wouldn't it? If Yeah. So if you go, we have a Facebook page called Real Mushrooms for Pets. We have a couple, Real Mushrooms has a couple Facebook pages, but there's a Real Mushrooms for Pets page that's specific to people who are interested in incorporating mushrooms into their pets' diets. And that's where we post um, the Facebook Live is there. Uh, it's usually the last Thursday of the month. I think it's going to be the, this month, it's going to be on the, I believe on the 29th um, <clears throat> at 4 p.m. Uh, East, is it 4 p.m. Eastern time? Gosh, I'm, yeah. It's, it's, it's 5 p.m. Um, mountain time, so it must be 7. Oh, okay, sorry, 7 p.m. I, you know, ever since I moved from California, I'm getting mixed up. So on it is 4 p.m. California yeah. time, though. You were absolutely That's right, right. that's right. So 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and that's when me and Rob were there, and you can ask questions in real time, um, and it's a very dynamic. Uh, but if you go to realmushrooms.com and uh, click on the, you know, uh, the contact us. Uh, you can ask questions there. Um, we have uh, Jordan, who's our customer service manager, who works for with us a lot in the pet space. Or like Dr. Silver was saying, um, they'll you know send the messages to me or Dr. Silver to you know get feedback. But and we write blogs on the website. There's a lot of information. Um, well, I'm so grateful you guys have been on here and I'm so glad I was going to say, maybe have a Facebook live and you already yes, do. So do. it's the last Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So if anybody wants to hear more about it, learn more about it, you know, go onto the websites and read. Um, everything will be in the links to this podcast. Um, I'm so grateful both of you were here today. And for me, Deborah Hamilton, um, Joni Kemlet, and also a Dr. Dr. Silver, I love every one of your pets. Pets matter to us. Kiss your pets for me. And until next time, have a great day. The Why Do Pets Matter podcast drops every Thursday and can be found on whichever platform you find your podcast. Subscribe now, invite your friends, and I cannot wait to have you join me in these conversations.